Welcome, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and uh, wolves and dragons. <laughs> greatest fantasy podcast on both sides of the Mississippi. Uh, this is Keepers in the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here, as always, with... Nah, it's just Jordan. He doesn't need an introduction. That's okay. His very existence is an introduction of itself. Um, so, Mr. Jordan, we... I I don't know. Okay, so we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Um, both of us are really, really liking House of the Dragon a lot. Um, so, so far today, we're going to be covering episodes five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved both of these episodes, and I think uh, <clears throat> I didn't know this up until last week or maybe even the week before that they were going to be doing a time jump. And they had done a time jump earlier, like literally episode one. They did a time jump like, yeah, I want to say five minutes into the episode. And that's not very mm-hmm. significant. That that's that's We've seen that before. But time jump of this significance where you swap out actors completely um, mid-season, I've never seen before. And so far, I'm liking it. I'm vibing with it pretty well i am really enjoying it a lot i um i will miss the actresses for both allicent and rhaenyra i think they're they they did a great job uh mm-hmm. um i just i just didn't expect i did not expect them to do the time jump so soon so like we were talking about before it did catch me off guard but i don't hate it so there's always the plus but you know it did catch me off guard i'm like oh shoot 10 something years have gone by. I'm like, we're only halfway through the season. <laughs> I well, will say, um, the actress for Rhaenyra looks way like the time was not kind to her yeah, at all. I don't understand. Are they like trying to portray her like she looks like in her late 40s, whereas previous she looks like she's five? <laughs> I mean, very she, young. I think she was supposed to be like mid teens, right. And then now all of a sudden she looks like she's in her late thirties, maybe early forties. That's just the way I'm seeing her like portrayed. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking about thirties. They're between thirty and thirty five years old. But you know, you're right. Like they did age her um, quickly. Uh, but anyways, though. I the 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 fifth the fifth episode. Um, this one was more, I hate the, to use the word high tower centric, but in a way it kind of was, <laughs> um, I mean the, the very episode title was we light the way, right. And that, right. that is the house high towers words. This right. episode was phenomenal. Um, I mean, you had a, a, a wedding and if you know anything about game of Thrones, uh, weddings are where everything, for whatever reason, always happens terribly. to go down. <laughs> um, man, I, th- th- I, I don't, I don't know enough to say. What, what did you think about the episode overall? So, like, you're just talking about that. Um, I mean, I thought it was. I mean, I can't complain because I thought the episode kind of gave what it needed to give. Even though I guess you could say it's high tower, like it's centralized around that. Um, 
but and this is this is the, this is the one where they are um it's um where he beats that dude's face in correct yeah yeah this is when Kristen yeah. just absolutely wrecks uh yeah Lenar's boyfriend's face into the the which the stone I uh, mean like cool oh and all God. like man that seems like uh that seems like an overreaction <laughs> yeah I, okay so uh, i'll be honest i do think we're gonna get more details on that in the future because i don't think that we got enough there's something that was said between them or someone that said something to somebody um i don't you think, think there that... was an igniter somebody yeah yeah i i because dude he, everything kind of seemed okay and then not and all of a sudden he's getting his face kicked in which is weird because like you know, like, I don't know. I just, I, hey, somebody's like, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe just it's like in a heat in the moment, passion thing. But I think there was something there that was set up. And I think that that was a distraction from what actually happened. I think something else is going on behind the scenes. And this was just the catalyst to the fire to start the commotion. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, but I, and I have a feeling we're going to figure it out in the future. Like somebody says something to Kristen, I think that they claim that Joffrey was saying, and then that stopped it. Um, right. The, and we're talking a lot about the wedding and I understand that that was the end of the episode, but it was a highlight of the episode. And yeah, I did think that there was a lot of symbolism there, like with the rats and everything, the rats there, I think the rats are a symbol of the decaying kingdom because he supposedly, to my understanding, King Viserys has inherited like the richest that Westeros has ever been. And he kind of inherited it. And I think it's supposed to show that his like tenure as king was just not great. <laughs> right. Like, he's not very, I don't know how to explain it. Like he's, He's king, but he's not. He's, I mean, it's almost like he's um, he's in a weakened state mentally. Yeah, and and uh, we talked about this before that he's just a weak king overall, mm -hmm. and that's led to a lot of corruption, right, within and, the kingdom itself. So I don't know when he fired his first hand. Like I understand that he might have been trying to like get closer to the throne by marrying his daughter off to the king. But then again, like as the king, like at that point you married her, like what's the point of changing now? Like what's the point of letting that guy go? Like that's just, that just spiraled out of control. I think a lot, like pretty quickly. I think the big, and me and my wife were talking about this. I think the actual biggest, uh, and it's going to sound really bad, by the way, the biggest mistake that they could have made or, that Viserys could have made that he did make was actually marrying Alicent instead of Lena. Like I, and I, okay, before you guys go stringing me up, yes, Lena was underage. She was a kid. But the thing is that allowing Hightower to come into the, like this form of power this late into the game, really, you brought the snake, forget into your doorstep. You brought the snake into your bed, like literally, um, and we're seeing this right now with the way she walked in. And I hope you picked up on it because they were not very subtle about it. When she, when Allison walked into the wedding, she was wearing green. And 
I think it was the Harwins that were talking to, or the Strongs that were talking to each yes. other, the two, uh, the two Strong brothers. Um, that they said, "Do you know what color the High Tower lights when they're called to war?" And it's green. So she, her, coming in in green was a very do, like blatant direct symbol to her to all her bannermen that were in that wedding party that like get ready for war now i will say this sorry i mean like what is the war that we're what is the war that they're worried about is my thing so they and i was actually literally just about to talk about that i don't think she's worried about a war i think this is more of her declaring war against the king but the thing is and while this was an epic scene, the next episode has jumped forward like 13 years. Right. right? So it's jumped forward 13 years, and there's no war to really speak of. So, like, and I understand that the war is coming. I understand that it's brewing up, and we're starting mm-hmm. to get there. And I'm not denying that. But it does kind of seem like a little comical that you kind of declare war and 13 years later that war just never came um right. and and it's still just brewing higher and higher uh so that, i thought that was a little and it's waiting to explode almost yeah like, yeah exactly literally it's waiting like, to just blow it up if if the, if the war started like this episode i think i would have been okay with it but even then the the question would have still remained that like you're telling me that this this whole wedding party uh entrance was this big declaration of war essentially and mm-hmm. for 13 years nothing happened with it uh, i thought that was uh, it's just a slight criticism that i had for that like an anti like you gave us this yes symbology exactly, and then exactly. you were like oh uh yeah i don't care and we're still brewing up to the war by the way um right so to back up a little bit, I know we started with the wedding. Let's go back to the actual betrothal itself. Um, they proposed the marriage between Rhaenyra and Lenor of uh, right. Valerian, uh, who is technically her cousin. So it's her father's cousin's son. Is that, did I get that right? Yeah, father's her father's yeah. cousin's son. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do share blood, right? Because her father's grandfather and... Lenor's mother's grandfather were the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a connection for those of you guys who are getting kind of swamped by the excessive uh, family lines, which it does get a little confusing. A little but bit, yeah. regardless, um, Sir Lenor is gay. And I don't know about you, but I picked up on that right away. Not in, this, not in the first episode that we saw him, but in this episode right away. When she started saying, like, you know, and I'm not, again, I'm not claiming this to be, to be like, you know, just some smart guy, but I'm, I'm, I do, I, I was happy that, like, I picked up on it right away because if you, when you pick up on certain things, you avoid the need for a rewatch. Mm-hmm. But when they're walking on that beach and she says something along the lines of, I, uh, you know, we'll do our duties, but then we can feast however we fancy. Right. And that whole duck and goose metaphor and whatnot, I was like, I don't think he's into girls. Um, no, so he's not. That <laughs> caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. I did not see that coming at all. I think on episode two or three when we first saw Lenor. But regardless, though, they do uh, get married 
Um, Which, like, that, to me, like, that old style of, like, oh, we're getting married just because of the um, benefit, I'm like, ugh, Yeah, that but that's suck. how that would, that would suck. Yes, that would very much suck. Um, there is one more thing I really wanted to talk about, but I'll leave, leave that for the end because that was funny. Uh, Damon killing his wife. I'm not gonna lie to you. That scene was cool because I really, I actually, I really liked that uh, his wife a lot for like the 30 seconds we got to know her. She, I liked her attitude and whatnot. Um, but the way she died was kind of. He was gonna walk away eventually, like before that, though. Yeah, I think he was gonna he was walk gonna away. Walk away but, then but then she, it just, was... she just ended up beating the yeah. She insulted him. She said, "I knew you couldn't finish." Without that, which I thought was hilarious. It was like there's a little double meaning there for those of you who've been keeping up with his, uh, <laughs> let's say, medical issues. Um, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah. See that now, and that's that's one of those things, like it, <laughs> medical issues. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you call it—a medical yeah, issue. Yeah, I mean, if you if you missed it, it's not that big of a deal. But if you get it, it really adds to like the depth of the dialogue. And I, I just oh, I just, like I just, I just thought, I just thought she, um, I just thought she meant like, yeah, I guess, I guess the issue that you had in mind and the issue that I have in mind are like two different issues. I guess. I thought he I was like he can't finish in bed. Just so we're all. No, honestly, exactly. But the yeah. point that I was making is that, <laughs> um, now you have to um. Yeah, at the not finishing part, I would. I just thought that the thing just didn't work at all. Oh, I, I thought yeah, that's I what mean, she meant. Like it just didn't work at all. I it could it could honestly be that it could just not even be like forget the end, <laughs> thing get to the quotations. finish line. Yeah, I just can't even get to the starting line, let alone the finish line. <laughs> to the starting line. Oops. Yeah, yeah. So oh, well. that was that. I mean, my God, if you're gonna go out, like if you're gonna die. Please let me die that way, where I just get a good jab in. Um, that was a good. That was a good uppercut. I'd have to say on that yeah, one. Yeah, that really was. That I mean, you could tell like she got kind of the last laugh. Um, kind of the last laugh. She's dead, Moss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you but consider that a yeah, last but, laugh. Yes, but between the two of them, she gets a last laugh, right? Like uh, okay, she's the one who okay. gets a final insult. Okay. Um, the uh, other thing, uh. Larry's strong. I for when I first saw it, it took me a second to really understand who he was, and I didn't really get it until the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. That that crippled guy with the cane that Alicent Hightower was talking to. Mm -hmm. That's uh, Lionel Strong, who's a new hand of the cane. That's his younger son. I want to say the older son, so, Harwin yeah. Strong. Yeah, the older son, Harwin Strong, is the uh, is that big dude who just started beating people up in the wedding. Like he just like nods yeah. at him. He just like punches his way into the, uh, to re rescue Rhaenyra. Um, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, good for him. I, I thought that was hilarious. He like just nods at him and apparently his nickname is bone breaker. So. I wonder again, why that is. Yeah. <laughs> Do not get into a fight with a man whose nickname is bone breaker. Yeah. Just. You might as well just tap out now. And the bad thing is, if you're getting in a fight with a guy named Bonebreaker, I don't think he's going to stop with the whole tap out thing. Yeah, yeah. 
There's no referees for these fights, man. <laughs> um, tap, 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 tap. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. There is... Uh, so... And I, hate... I think I think the main thing that um, I'm taking away from this episode, these two episodes, really, is starting to see the... Yes, the decline 10 years before, but then you have the 10-year jump where... Yeah, he was able to hold out for those 10 years, but the decline is about to, like, go nuts here in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, the next few episodes, you're starting to start to see that everything decline quickly. Right. Um, so, we saw it uh, and during the wedding. Uh, Damon's uh, sadly deceased wife, his... Did you so, say sadly? Yeah, you know, it was a horrible <laughs> accident. You know, we just don't know what happened to her. <laughs> um, so her cousin, the one that she, like, you know, uh, that said, you know, I can accompany you, he was at the wedding, and he knew that Damon had something to do with it. So there's going to be a plot line within that back for in, sure. Yes. Uh, that's going to come back to haunt Damon 100%. Do you, think, uh, do you think there's something in Damon's ear making him go nuts, or do you think he's always just been a freaking nutball? Nutball. So he's always just been kind of like wild hair loose. Nutball. Yep. Yeah, that see that's that's see man. when you got a guy who's gonna be groomed for king type role, you kinda raise him in a certain way, you know, give him all the attention, you give him all the education and try and raise him like contrary to popular belief, people wanted to be generally good kings, right? That's but but with Corruption. the younger siblings <laughs> They had all the power without any of the attention of like trying to raise them to be good, trying to raise them to be, you know, responsible, mm -hmm. presentable, whatnot. So it's like that's the guy you do not want, by the way. Right. Uh, that is the, yeah. And I think, I think I almost would rather see, I, I know it doesn't happen. I, I'm almost positive it doesn't happen. I would rather see Damon become king. In, in some fashion or form, take control. Because I'm, in, I'm purely interested to see, I mean, what is this nutbag going to do? <laughs> Just see what he'd do. That's kind of funny. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I think that would not make for as good of a story. Because we kind of like, it's essentially Joffrey, but just more evil. I would say he's more like, Ramsey Bolt. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so we've kind of seen that. I mean, didn't everybody love freaking Joffrey? But love hate, I should yeah, say. Yeah, that's true. This is true. But we've already seen it. So I kind of want to see the kind of damage that, like, a good what's King's happening right now. Quote unquote. Not even good King, just like Rhaenyra's. I don't think she'd be a good queen. So yeah, to speak. Right. She'd, just be, she'd be a strong queen. But I don't know if she'd necessarily be a good queen. Um, Do you think her anger about the whole situation is eventually going to get worse? I'm sorry, what situation? I mean, if you think about it, she's always been kind of angry. You know what I mean? About the whole situation of not being the heir and all that. Yes. Okay, so that is something I also wanted to touch on. I'm glad you brought it up because I almost forgot about it. Her... <sighs> It's I don't... Like her her succession was just like overruled because a handful of words. So I mean, yes. yeah, her like 
she was a close friend of Allison. Or Allison was a close friend of Rhaenyra, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they, her and her uh, Rhaenyra's father got married, so that caused a massive rift and whatnot. And Hightower is constantly making your way more paranoid than maybe, you know, and Hightower's being smart about it, but it's one of those situations where when you try and do stuff that you want to avoid, you mm-hmm. take actions to avoid a certain outcome, you end up walking into that outcome Nine times out of ten. Yeah, and if you hadn't done anything to avoid it, you may have just ended up avoiding it entirely. Um, and I think that's that's actually the what's happening here, in my opinion. Uh, if he had just, and I'm talking about Otto Hightower here, if he had just stayed quiet and not made Allison so paranoid about what Rhaenyra is going to do when she ascends the throne, I I think Allison's children would have been fine. I mean, but I would think so too. I mean. And, and the way I saw it was that I almost thought Allison was the uh, she's definitely the aggressor in this situation because Rhaenyra yeah. or Rhaenyra didn't I mean she had no qualms with the way things were going pretty much until all this kind of happened you know what I mean like she's like oh I'll be on the throne like yes she's queen blah 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 but she had no like serious qualms with the situation situation but now it's obviously worse no i i 100% agree actually i think um i think she what's going to end up happening is that it's going to start seeming to Rhaenyra that oh allison wants to kill me and my kids and take the throne for herself mm-hmm. and i or at least maybe not for herself but her um her children yeah so the thought she is ends up becoming queen regent yeah so if Rhaenyra starts thinking like that, that's then you get that war that I think we're going to eventually see. Throw in some insane uncle and then and Damon <laughs> in there, and sprinkle in a little bit of uh, House Valerian, and boom, you got like a four sided, five sided war right there. Um, and everybody and, and House Valerian, everybody's getting on with everybody else. Yep, and then House oh. Dorn, House Dorn has teamed up with some of the three cities. So wait, I can't remember what have we seen the Stark family? I don't think so. One guy at the Stark family, and that's it. And and I'm glad we did because where was that at? Where was that at? That was like first episode. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So sometimes it's hard to remember that. You know, so people just pop in for like two minutes on a show. You're like, I forgot that guy already. Yeah, I don't remember you, Uh, but. We're definitely going to see, um, I don't know, we're definitely going to see House Dorn, I think, play a role because they didn't just name drop Dorn twice unnecessarily. I definitely think that there was something there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, that's, uh, there was one last thing I wanted to touch on that episode, the the episode five, the wedding episode. Freaking a king of a series man there was like three points in the episode where i felt okay he's gonna get it he's gonna die right here and he mm-hmm. lived and he kept You're talking about living. even the fifth episode too yeah that's I one of the episode overall shanked. yeah at the end of this episode where he collapses during the wedding i'm like oh okay he's dead and then i saw the trailer for episode six and he's still alive and i'm just like how is this happening he looks crusty as heck when he's alive. Yeah, still. he does not. He <laughs> did not. And if we're talking about Rhaenyra not aging well, my 
God, did he not age well? <laughs> he looks like that uh, the fellow off Lord of the Rings, um, the Riders of Rohan's king. Um, oh my God! Um, oh my God! Why? That you have no Theoden. Yes, yes. King Theoden. Yes, yes my God. You have no power here. Um, power here. <laughs> but man, so anyways, episode six. This is where like you can I'll, okay. I'm gonna be a little disappointed and and in in a good way if we get to the end of season one and the episode has or sorry the war has just started at at the end of season one i'm going to be a bit disappointed if it goes into the next season yeah because dude i can't (laughs) wait a year for war to start that's just i don't like that i really don't like that because dude you you tease this war remember we just talked about it where you said oh the high towers light green when they go to war and then 13 years pass and there's war still brewing. Like, and, and again, I say disappointed in a good way. And I do truly mean that I will be disappointed in a good way because I just want more. I, I want, I, I love the show so much and just waiting a year for it. It's just going to be painful. Yeah. Um, and you know, in the, the <clears throat> I, I, and I know it, like I said, I think we were talking about this before. I was like, yeah. So if, you know, I I do think that they're going to do that. I think that's going to be a thing. Yep. I think they're gonna they're gonna wait till the end of this season, and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, now the war starts." I I know it. I see it coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So in the next episode, I think it's a little. You can see the tensions are high between Rhaenyra and Alicent. Uh, Alicent and Kristen Cole seem to be teamed up. I thought at one point that they were having an affair, but it seems like. Um, she's kind of moved past that, and she kind of just she's pl- uh, plotting and politicking in the background. She's kind of just using Kristen as like using Kristen's hate for Rhaenyra, yeah, as a as a loyal like side soldier. Um, all of Rhaenyra's kids, by the way, are Harwin Strong's kids. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of them. I think it's like. Jaceres, there's one other one. I forget his name. Um, Lu- Lucerys, and then the new one, his name is Joffrey, which is named after uh, Rhaenyra's husband's boyfriend from the previous episode, by the way. Um, I want to throw it out there. And that does cause a... I, I, I don't... I feel like they wanted to start a plot thread there, but it Kind of, I don't know if they wanted to, but it did seem like it, it it annoyed Rhaenyra that like you know you didn't even talk to me, you just named my son. To be fair, it does seem like she named the other two sons, but again, on the other flip side, it's not even his sons. But again, on the other flip side, um, he does have to kind of show that it is his son. So there's a lot of. A lot of, how do I put this? Perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I I get it. I I had a thought, but it escaped me. I'll think about no, no, it. You're good. Um, so couple key points to touch on: Lenor Valerian, uh, Lena. Sorry, Lena Valerian, mm-hmm. Lenor's sister. Uh, she did marry. Damon, she did give him two kids, which I believe are twins. I feel sorry for those children. Yes, because he's not a good dad. 
And <laughs> well, he might be a good dad, maybe. Eh, no, probably not. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was gonna like try to give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh, he's just gonna be hard on his kids, but really, no, he probably just completely he, sucks. Yeah, he's just bad. Um, but so she's giving birth to a third, and it's not happening. And before he, he, okay, we need to talk about that scene specifically, but let me just say that when Vagar, I think mm-hmm. it was Vagar, the dragon, right? Vagar, mm-hmm. she told him to kill her. You could tell that Vagar really did not want to do it, but then it's just like, okay, I'll put her out of her misery. Right. And then kills her. That was a really sad scene. I felt really bad for her. And I, to be honest, I kind of felt bad for Damon too. But that scene did bug me in a like on a plot hole setting. She is with all of her like nurses, right? When she's giving birth, and Damon is talking to the doctor, and then all of a sudden he like looks past the doctor to see her, and he doesn't see her, and he's like, "Wait, where did she go? How did she leave when all those nurses are supposedly right there watching her? And how did she get that far ahead of them that she was able to get to Vagar?" scream Drakari's over and over again and until Vagar finally breathed fire and then and then Damon caught up to her just at that moment. That part It doesn't seem right. You're it, right. It, yeah, it seems like they they didn't know how to just transition from that scene to the next, so they kinda just like in my opinion they did drop the ball on it a little bit. Uh, nothing crazy not, uh but it does it's a bit shaky there for sure. I agree. Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, it just doesn't seem, yeah, it doesn't seem fluent almost. Yeah. It seems like they kind of just like, oh, she's there now. She's not. It just it, it did it didn't seem like it fit this the storyline very well. Yeah. It for a thing that's all about detail that does seem like a detail that kind of fell through, but, um. So they're when they're in they're in Pentos at the moment, right? That's where she dies. Right. It does. There's going to be something there. That means so if Pentos is fighting. I think the other free cities, which I believe those free cities have teamed up with Dorne. That means Damon could be at odds with Dorne if he allies himself with Pentos. So again, so there could be two wars coming up. By the way. Well, right. yeah, at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> um. So that's that's another like well, Harwin by the way beating up Kristen was a highlight of the episode in my opinion because Kristen we we talked about this a little off air, I he kind of overreacted he he's gone a little overboard it's like dude, you know we get she it. doesn't she it. doesn't want you she doesn't want you move on um <laughs> that's a tough pill to swallow for some men though you know. I, I get that, but at the same time, you're you did take the whole oath of celibacy anyway, so it's like any anything that you got was just like a nice bonus. And I hate putting it that way, but it basically is that way. Um, and like now, like, like are you not going to be a good knight anymore since you're not, you know, celibate? <laughs> yeah. So. Aegon Targaryen, Allison's mm-hmm. older son. Yep. Is that the, that's, that the, that's the eldest son. Yeah, I hate him. Why? He is. He's Joffrey. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can I, see that. This is this is like Damon, by the way. This is literally like Damon in the sense that he has the royal treatment, but without any of the royal teachings and responsibilities yeah. and like the future. So he doesn't care about the crown, which is in itself is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have any leashes. He doesn't even have any ties to where like, oh, well, if I mess up, you know, I can lose a, a political, you know, political tool, a political uh, mm-hmm. lifeline. So mm-hmm. he doesn't care who he insults. This is the point I'm trying to make, right? Like Damon, he I'm sure he was raised in a similar fashion where it's like, I'm not going to inherit the crown anyway. So who cares? Whatever. I'll just anger whoever wanted to anger. Like when you're a king, you can't just like we've seen it for ourselves with the series, right? You can't just anger whoever you want to anger, just slight and like disrespect people because mm-hmm. they're going to eventually turn on you after a certain point. There's going to be oh. a breaking point. Mm-hmm. Um, so man, I, did, I mean, I, I'm just even, interested to see this breaking point. That's definitely going to come in, in at least some of these, you know, at least some of the episodes, I mean, we're going to see up soon that like, there's going to be very big breaking points for, I guess, a lot of the characters, because I mean, obviously there was a lot of issues that were outlined in game of Thrones that we're going to see come to fruition, I think, even in this first season. Right. I do. I am kind of surprised. There is one thing I want to touch on. I am kind of surprised that they're pushing or even mentioning the whole prophecy about the prince that was promised, you know? And, of course, mm-hmm. we're talking where the prophecy is referring to Jon Snow and how he saves the kingdom from the White Walkers. But I'm surprised that the show has the the, the guts to even approach Game of Thrones after that horrible season eight because that prophecy kind of went nowhere. So for them to even bring it up, that's kind of gutsy. And I wonder what they're going to do with it or if they're just going to like, okay, well, that was a prophecy. Deal with it. You know, we can't just ignore it just because our mm-hmm. predecessor show kind of dropped the ball on it. So that right. that's kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> overall, though, uh, I, I do like prophecies and I do think it's a... Uh, at the risk of sounding stupid, I do think that it was the right choice to not ignore the prophecies. Just because, again, Game of Thrones, the show dropped the ball on it, doesn't mean that prophecy just prophecy just does not exist. Right. So if you're going to make more things in in the universe, you can't just ignore it, right? Like I, I know right. Star Wars tried to do that, where they tried to pretend like the prequel series didn't exist. And then it just kind of ends up feeling a little jarring, and then eventually you do have to acknowledge it. So it's just You're embrace about it. Episode one through three, instead of starting with one through three, they started with four, five, and six. No, oh, I'm I'm talking more about like the sequel series, like Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Force Awakens especially seemed like it didn't want to even mention anything that happened in one, two, and three. I don't know. I, to be honest with you, like. We can watch all those movies and go over them, but the last three Star Wars were um, just whatever. I mean, I liked Last Jedi a lot. I, I was I was kind of upset um, with Rise of Skywalker. I hated a lot. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't like the last three. The first three and the middle three I enjoyed, but the last three no. But anyways, that's off topic. That's fine. We can definitely talk about it, but um. But I understand what you're saying. Yes. Like, you can't just ignore... Because, for okay, the point I was trying to make 
actually with the Star Wars was, do you remember when uh, you were young enough or old enough to remember when the prequel trilogies were coming out? Mm-hmm. Those movies were not well received in that time. They're received well now. Like people right. have kind of gone back and watched them and like, you know, these actually were not that bad. But at the time, they did not get good reviews. Mm-hmm. So, so whenever the sequel trilogies, like I'm talking Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker were coming out, Force Awakens especially, it seemed to basically dismiss and didn't even like talk about the prequel trilogies at all. Like they, they never touched on it, period. Um, and which I think is, they were, Which is yeah, weird because you would think that it would play an integral part of the story. <laughs> Right, but I think their idea was they want uh, the series was received so poorly the prequels at the time that they're like we just don't even want to touch it because you know we don't want to catch flack. So, but and I, I again just to bring it back to House of Dragon, Game of Thrones season eight was received so poorly, but they're still, in my opinion, doing the right thing of not just ignoring that whole prophecy bit. Because I, I I think that's just the best way of going about it. Anyways, though, then mm-hmm. um, at the beginning, I uh, I like how they did some of the prophecy though. Like the king explained to her in that room with the dragon skull. That was yeah. cool. And, and then, then the, the fact that the blade. dagger. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that that you know that kind of stuff. That that's good. I'm glad that they. I'm glad they did that. It, it made it feel more at home, for me. Yeah, I agree. Um. I, man, that Vagar, I'll be honest with you, I kind of expect him to be a little bit bigger. Because supposedly these dragons keep getting bigger and bigger, and honestly, he didn't seem as big, as, big to me as I thought he would be. I thought they were, I thought all these dragons that they were about to propose, or at least be in the series, I thought they were going to be massive. Like, because the way that they explained the old dragons in Game of Thrones is that all the dragons were like 10 times bigger back in the day. Right. Uh, they were ten times bigger, but that's they weren't bigger in the sense that they were just bigger just because they were bigger because they, the dragons, to my understanding, they live a very, very, very long time and they just keep growing until they die. Right. So Balerion, the Black Dread, who was I think the largest dragon of all, was, yeah, yeah, he, he's big. <laughs> He's a big boy. I'd pet him. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's... Dude, I mean, and I also like how he kind of looked, cor- not corrupted, but like kind of falling apart, you know, because he's old. And it seems like he's just kind of worn, torn, like, scales. He just looks aged, and I really like mm-hmm. the effects that they did on that. Um, One last thing before sending you guys off. Uh... La Lyris, yeah, Lyris Strong killing both Harwin and Lionel, his brother and his father, respectively. <laughs> killing them off. When I first saw that, I was like, "Wait, why was Alicent wanting to kill them too? Because it does nothing for her." And then I'm glad that they like squared that away instantly because Lyris acted. Of his own accord. He never followed Allison's orders. And she herself was like shocked. And you know. Sickened that like wow. You just killed your own brother and your dad. And I didn't even ask you to. Right. Um, 
But this essentially puts her in a situation, in a very precarious situation, because he has so many secrets on Allison, and now she's kind of tied to him. I, I'll be honest with you. I think the smart thing for her to do is kill him off. He's way too ambitious, yeah. and she act, he acted way too recklessly without her orders and kind of implicated her along with it. This is not good. If I was her, I'd drop him immediately. So. And that's the thing, too. Like, once you start, once you're able to start killing people off like that, I don't know. I think you have a hard time not killing people off. <laughs> right. But we've already started. So, might as well keep the ball rolling, I think. But, anyways. Um, I don't have much else to really talk about for that episode unless if you got something. Um not not particularly. Um I'd have to say that these two episodes gave us a decent amount to chat about. Um and I'm hoping that I'm just in the back of my mind, I'm just hoping they don't mess it up. And I think that's I think that's a fault of my own, but I really want this to be a good series that is rewatchable. It definitely seems that way. It yeah. I, I think these shows are just by design going to be like that. And I, I do, I do look forward to it, but anyways, next time we'll be covering house of dragon season one, episodes seven and eight. And for those of you who do not keep up with our Twitter, which by the way, you should, I mean, come on, greatest fantasy podcast, both sides of the Mississippi. Um, that- if you do not keep up with our Twitter, uh, we did an announce for next week when we're covering Way of Kings. We will not just be doing the initial chapters. What ended up happening was I got hit with a Sander Lynch. I was traveling at the time, and then I just kept reading, and I kept reading, and I kept reading, and I couldn't finish. All right, I, mean, I couldn't stop, so I did finish. Uh, so next week, we will be covering the rest of the entirety of the book. So it will be a much more of a shocking episode, which, again, kind of it plays well into our newer style of uh podcast episodes where we're not summarizing chapter by chapter anyways so i think it'll just we'll just be touching on key points things that we like things that uh really surprised us because my god there's a lot that surprised us uh you talk you're talking about the book right i mean yeah oh my god it was i yeah i actually this weekend i read like 400 pages so oh it was it was disgusting how much i read i think so it'll be 48 to chapter 75 plus the epilogue so that's that's a lot of chapters Go, baby. um we will most likely be doing a thing where we'll get up to chapter 52 and then for those of you who want to stop there because that was the intended stop point initially for the episode then after that you can come back and listen to the rest of the rest of the episode sorry uh <laughs> when you're done reading the book and then we'll just you know but we will be covering chapters 48 to the end of the book because mm-hmm. you know if the whole point of making these episodes easier to record was it make our lives easier sometimes it comes with a benefit such as this where we can just blast through these books without having so much of a restriction on attention to detail as far as chapter by chapter like play by play right so until next time thank you everyone